All right, everybody. Welcome back to the eHunter podcast. I'm your host, Taryn Hunt. I'll actually be co-hosted today with Seth. On our podcast today, we have the guys with Spartan Arms. They're a custom rifle builder and um, out of Wyoming, and they have some pretty amazing guns. And we just want to talk to them a little bit about all these different rifle companies, these custom rifle companies that are have come out lately and, oh, geez, over the last probably decade. But um, just kind of what makes them different, what makes them special, and kind of the ins and outs of being a custom gun company. They also do a lot of other things, so we'll talk about that as well and just kind of get to know them a little bit better. So if you guys have any questions, make sure and leave comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, you can leave it in the comments. If you're on a, a podcast platform, go ahead and just send it in via social media. You can DM us on uh, on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. You can also email us. Uh, my email is Taron H, T-E-R-R-O-N-H, at ehunter.com. Again, that's E-H-U-N-T-R.com. Hopefully, if you found us on here, you can remember how we spell ehunter. So... We got these guys ready for us, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into the podcast with Spartan Arms. You guys must be from Wyoming with that many antelope on the wall. Yeah, them are all mine, plus <laughs> five more in the back. You know? <laughs> uh, we, one of the guys that uh, we're associated with, Monty Miles, he's from uh, uh, Pinedale, and he's all about those those antelopes, who I like giving him crap, so sorry to start this off with that. <laughs> I don't know if you can see the the one on the other side of that white tail. That that one's in Boone and Crockett. Yeah, I was gonna played say out. that thing's a monster. And don't play that. Yeah, wow. I shot him with a handgun. Nice. <laughs> no way! How far? Uh, 175 yards. What kind of yeah. handgun you shooting, man? I got an XP 100R that's uh, oh. 257 Ackley improved. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> Bolt action pistol with a. 16 inch uh sheelin barrel that i run my thunder beast suppressor on nice golly i want to kind of want to see that you have to send me a picture of that let's see it Let, let's start this off right man let's see this thing <laughs> i mean we're talking guns today anyway so we might as well look yeah. at some guns right <laughs> yeah you know, he grabbed a bunch so good 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 i'm to show you I'm assuming that is Kevin, by the way. I, I'm, uh, you know. Yep, that's my dad, Kevin. Okay. I'm Jordan. Okay, I, I, yeah, I was gonna assume, but you know, what happens and my when you assume. Brother Brady, he got, he just got home from work, so, oh, he might pop in and out. Sounds good. Well, I like you guys' background a whole lot better than Seth's background. Seth is yeah. moving right now, so I'm moving, so I've got a really cool cardboard box right there. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fancy. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a life-size bear in here, and then there's a life-size coyote. I don't know if you guys can see. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, yeah. So my uncle actually shot that coyote in the nose. <laughs> did they fix it? Like, yeah, does, it, does it look like he shot it in the nose with the taxidermist? No, not at it? all. The taxidermist did a really good job on it. Man, I want to get it. It Oh, yeah. That's, that's not too bad. I want to take a walk around this room that you guys are in. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where the xp 100r they made them in 98 99 wow so and then like i said it's chambered in 257 ackley with the there you go wow that is yeah. sweet, man. Holy Kill, crap. I killed whitetails. I shot my first antelope shot with that gun, actually. With it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Wow. That's cool. That is really cool. With that suppressor, does it kick much? No. No. Man. Without it, it's a little it's a little jumpy, you know. But yeah, I, I would imagine that that's the gun that needs a suppressor on it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's hella loud. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do they make so do they still make those or is that uh discontinued? Well, now? Where are you guys from? Oh, oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, they came out. They came out with that CP, which is kind of a version. But before they went bankrupt, I don't know if they're going to come back out with that. Mm. So Manners, Manners actually makes a stock, and you can take a short action, uh, Defiance or Remington, anything with a 700 blueprint, and you could actually build a pistol out of that off of that Manners pistol stock. Yeah, you know, you can go from a pistol to a rifle, but you can't take a rifle and make a pistol. So when you do it brand new, you when you register it, it has to be registered as a pistol. Gotcha. Gotcha. When you guys say you could do it, I definitely couldn't do it. I'd send it to you guys <laughs> to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Gillette Wyoming area, but they have a YO shoot and that's all handgun stuff. You know, these guys are putting, this is an extended eye relief. So, you know, you got to be extended to see through, but a lot of them are putting rifle scopes on them and they're still shooting them 1400 yards of steel and stuff. They have a big shoot. Yeah. Wow. Good grief. Good night. That'd be fun. I've got a really, like one of my best friends, basically my brother lives in Gillette. Uh, I need to come up and see him and, and go to that. Cause that would be amazing. There's a gunsmith over in, uh, Newcastle. His name was Chris. Chris Rhodes. He's going to retire now, but he he. I mean, he'll take wheel guns and put different barrels on them and put rails on them and scopes. He did a lot for the handgun hunting community, and that's big over in Gillette. It's actually that Wyo shoot is. You can either go out on this guy's ranch and they shoot prairie dogs, or you can go shoot steel, and it's kind of a competition. You know who shot the prairie dog at the farthest. And, so yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Hey Seth, we have those hams hunts. So guys, I, yeah. I heard one of you asked if we're at, where we're at. So we're in Utah. Um, currently, I'm in southern Utah. Seth's kind of in central Utah, except for he's moving down here into God's country in southern Utah here pretty soon. But <laughs> Seth, is do you think we could use one of those handguns? Like, could that be used on one of our hams hunts? I, I bet it. I bet it could be because I don't know what the specifications are for Utah with a hand with a handgun. But I would assume as long as it's classified as a pistol when you build it i don't think yeah. they can do anything dude we need to get into that because that would be sweet well, I mean, they're, they're chambering them 6.5 prc you know pretty much anything in a short action 6.5 284 if they're a single shot this one actually has a blind magazine in it where it'll hold three just like a adl or something that didn't have a floor plate but the original xp 100s were a center grip I don't know. You've probably seen the center grip ones. Yeah, they were they were made in you know from the seventies and eighties. But McMillan still makes stocks for them. And There's actually a company out there that builds chassis that you can put an AR style grip on the bottom of the chassis that these bolt action nice. yeah. footprints will fit in. You can do it in a long or a short action. I think they run like four hundred and some dollars uncoated. Oh. So they're not they're relatively affordable. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Dang, I got to look into that because if that's possible, holy smokes. So they just came out with these hams hunts in Utah, like, what was it, two or three years ago. Um, yeah. You can hunt basically limited, limited entry units with these hams hunts, which is handguns, archery, muzzleloader, and shotgun. 
Um, if we could use those using a rifle scope on it, I mean, that's you're, a game changer. It is. A, it absolutely yeah. is. You could put Arca Rail on the bottom of this and use your tripod that you're using for your spotting scope. And you know, once it's rock solid, you know, yeah, you could shoot as far as you want. Let's say right. you're talking fourteen hundred yards. If you're able to do that yeah. with these things, I mean, I want to shoot an animal at that. But even if I can shoot an animal at five, six hundred yards with this, I mean, that is a game changer. Oh yeah, off a tripod. Oh yeah, yeah. that's Easy. like a big thing. Hunt. I I hunt off a tripod because I have bad discs in my neck and my back. So hunting off a tripod is more comfortable for me than laying on the ground prone. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously that's the way to shoot is prone, but you know, for a guy that's kind of limited, that's the way to do it. Yep. That's awesome. Sure. Boy, we went like from zero to 150 in this podcast. I, this is my kind of podcast right here. We just we just went straight at it. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, I have been recording this whole time, so which is which is awesome because this is some priceless uh, content. But before we get too far down the road here, I mean, we really need to get to know you guys and who who you are. So if, if you guys want to mind, maybe take a few minutes and, and tell us a little bit about who you are. So I'm Kevin Salzman, obviously, and uh, I my real job is I'm a supervisor at a sugar factory, and I've worked there for 33 years, and I've always been into hunting since I was a little kid, um, and then like I think it was like five or six years ago, I had taken a gun to a gunsmith for a Cerakote job, and. A year later, I still didn't have my gun back for a Cerakote job. So I came home and I, I went and got my gun. I told my wife, you know what? This can't be that hard. <laughs> so I ordered the Cerakote stuff, bought a sandblasting cabinet, barrel vise, started taking my own stuff apart, started Cerakoting. Then I moved to a gun shop downtown and I was Cerakoting there. And some a friend of mine from Montana came down and said, well, I didn't know you were doing this. So he started bringing his stuff down and he said, well, I, there's a gunsmith in North Dakota looking for somebody to Cerakote. So I start Cerakoting all this guy's stuff from North Dakota and it just, that's how it snowballed. Well, it just so happens that this guy that in North Dakota was a gunsmith and he's, he's been doing it for 42 years. Oh wow! And he said, well, I don't know why you don't just come up here and learn how to chamber. So I finished my campaign because at the sugar factory and I ordered a lathe before I left and I went up there for two weeks and learned how to chamber a gun. I had, I'd bought enough parts to build two guns when I was up there and that's kind of how it all started. And when I got back, my lathe was, had showed up and that's wow. how it all started. What? And, you know, I was, I was Cerakoting that still at that gun shop downtown and then the guy that was managing the gun shop downtown decided he needed to go make more money. So he went back into banking oh. and the guy that owned it sold it. And there I was like, well, guess I'm taking my lathe home, applied for our, my own FFL, my manufacturing license. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how I got started. Wow. What were the two, what were the two guns that you built when you were out, out in North Dakota? The first two I built were six, five PRCs. And I have one of them. And you got the first one. I've got one. I've got the first one. You don't want to sell one, do you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure we can build you one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first two that I built were uh, on Remington long actions. I bought brand new receivers, um, put uh, HS precision stocks on them, 
um, had a friend of mine that owns uh, Twisted Barrel and Douglas do all the barrel fluting and bolt fluting. Um, yeah, I think one was spiral fluted and the other one was interrupted spiral, matched the bolts, had tack knobs put on them. And then he, he bought one and I sold my first one downtown through that gun store before I moved. So, that's, <laughs> and then wow. it just, you know, I, we started into getting like better components, you know, you got hooked up with AG composites composite, and um, proof research. We, you know, we started putting carbon fiber barrels on either way for me, it's either at our shop, it's 50% Bartland, 50% proof. Wow. I mean, that's just, I mean, I've put some Brooks on and some Brottons, but pretty much it's been proof from Bartland. Wow. That was kind of one of my first questions. And I know Seth has, has some questions for you guys as, as well, but that's kind of my first question is like, what, yeah, what does go into your guys' builds? Obviously we just already talked about the, uh, the barrels, but you know, what are the, the trigger mechanisms? What are the actions? What, I mean, kind of um, what does that build look like for you guys? So we, I, like I said, we did a lot on Remington's because people could afford a Remington at 400 bucks. Well, once all that stuff dried up, we needed to pick a different avenue. And for my personal stuff, I'd been buying Defiance actions. And then, uh, so we were building on them and, you know, I could get them in 30 days and then it went to 60 days and then it went six months. And now they're, a lot of them are a year out. So you're, I'm almost back into the same, same scenario where parts wise, you know, so I got, you know, so we actually, <clears throat> I actually went to an NRL, the NRL hunter shoot uh-huh. in the, at the snake river in Idaho. And I actually met Glenn Harrison, who is the guy that owns defiance machine. And they do a custom branding part to where you can do your own item SKUs and your own product names. And so we're set up with defiance machine with our own logo and we get our actions from them. Um, we're still waiting on the first ones, but when we do get them in, we're going to start, they'll start rolling in and they'll have our own product names and stuff. So that'll be sweet. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. that, The first ones of those, those will look sweet. Yeah. Um, the rest of our parts, we, I'm partial to Timmy triggers. He's partial to trigger tech. So <laughs> I like the. It's I, kind of a battle. I, I'm with Kevin I, I like on that Tim, one. <laughs> I, I like the Timmy hit triggers the best. I don't know if you've ran a hit. Yeah. But they're, you know, eight ounces to two pounds or whatever. So I run them. I run my personal stuff about 12 ounces. Wow. Wow. That um, is a light trigger. As far as, you know, and I, we've learned a lot about bottom metals and inlets and first we were just doing a uh hawkins just a like a replacement remington bdl style well then we run into different things like um well you can't put a magazine some people want a magazine and then some people want a bdl and then they come back and say well now i want to run a magazine and well, guess what? Your stock's not inletted for that stuff. I mean, I've sent some stocks to like Badger Ordnance and they'll re-inlet as long as they have aluminum pillar in there. So I just finally started, you know, with all of our AG stuff, I started just inletting everything for M5. So you can go either way. So if they don't want to run a mag when they're hunting and they're, you know, doing a competition or whatever, they can run a mag. And if they want to go hunting, they can 
Bob, you know, put that BDL style bottom metal in there, throw a Wyatt's box in there and, and not have that sticking down, you know, poking you in the side if you're for hunting, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm the a- M5 just made sense to us to just have everything and let that way. Yeah. I'm kind of, I've become a fan of magazines. I, I've started shooting uh, quite well. I have a few different kinds, but Tikas are ones that I've kind of gravitated towards. And to be able to have a magazine in those Tikas has been, I mean, it's one of the best things about the gun. I mean, it's got some great things about it, but that was one of my favorite things about it is having a, a magazine. But I, I also understand there's different, you know, some people don't want it for different reasons. When you're hunting, it is kind of easier to have that floor plate that you can just put them in and call it good. But yeah, teach his own, I guess. Yeah, we ran into that a lot. You know, we kind of had switched some of our guns over to magazines because we were top feeding at these NRL matches and it sucked. You know, you're, <laughs> you're pulling rounds out of there. You know, you get eight rounds and you're trying to fumble through it. And it just, the magazine's the way to go for for that kind of stuff. You know, and I'm sure like Kyle hunting, it it makes a big difference when you're predator hunting as far as that goes having that those extra rounds in that gun so. well i went elk hunting one time with a, a 6.5 creedmoor and uh i had i had three magazines with me just because i knew that what the gun you know was capable of on an elk and i was happy to have magazines where i could carry <laughs> you know a few of them so i know i had knew i had plenty of bullets sorry that's kind of a a, a dig against uh, some of our guys at yonder <laughs> <laughs> them creedmoor guys <laughs> yep i call them needs more <laughs> There's another name, but we won't discuss it. <laughs> now I kind of want to hear this other name. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do that off air. Right? Yeah, oh, we'll, yeah, we'll wait till yeah. we stop recording, then you'll have to share that one. <laughs> Seth, I know yeah. that you had a lot that you wanted to ask these guys, so I'm going to kind of turn it over to you to let you uh, kind of run with it for a minute. Well, my biggest and, and first question was kind of the the one I left with Taryn is, is if you had a a western hunter approach you and and say i want my first custom rifle i'm gonna leave it up to you guys build me a western hunting custom rifle how would you go about that what what chamber would you or what caliber or cartridge would it be chambered in and all and all that i put a whole bunch of them together um so last last year i decided i would take the 300 ultra mag case and neck it down to six five. So <laughs> it, it, it works, but it doesn't work. <laughs> did it? Did it fly? Uh, well, I started out with uh, ninety two grains of US eight sixty nine, and I built this three hundred six five three hundred rum on a with a twenty six inch proof barrel. Well, the barrel wasn't long enough to burn all the powder, so I was dumping unburned US eight sixty nine out of my suppressor. So then I switched to H1000 and I, you know, I just screw my suppressor on, go out here in the backyard and, and test it before I go load a bunch. Well, I, I, sh- I shot like 83 and a half grains and everything was good. So I load up 10 of these, go to the range the next day and I pull the trigger and go to extract the shell. And I look and there's no primer in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> the primer was laying in the bottom of the receiver. So, well, you know, I, uh, that, that could have been a fluke. So I tried another one, same thing. I was like, well, go back home, pull bullets, dump powder, because that's not going to work either. So then I went to 81.33, and I started at like 85 grains. And 
loaded one, go out here in the backyard, shoot it. Now oh, that works. So I load up 10 more, go to the range. And I didn't have a primer failure or an overpressure uh, problem at that point. Um, so would I do that again? I wouldn't build a 6.5, for anybody. <laughs> you know, with with that big a hole or with that small a hole and that much powder, it's a lot, a lot, a lot to get out of there. Um, and the fall, the year before that, I had taken a 300 PRC case and necked it down to 6.5. So I got a 6.5, 300 PRC, and that works really well. Yeah. Wow. I think that's the do all. That if I would, I mean, if you're a hand loader and you don't mind running bushings in your dies, right. I would build a 6.5, 300 PRC because you're shooting a 156 burger at 3,300 with 86 grains of USA 69, and it works. Yeah, I had like 1,100 yards. It's only 17 MOA of draw. So wow. with that higher BC 156 burger, I mean, that that cartridge is the way to go for a be-all, end-all. You know, if you were wanting I mean, to hunt elk, you could probably even hunt moose. I don't know from, if you guys can see it. That's the 65300 PRC. And wow. this is that 65300 rum that I did. So Wow. Wow. You know, if you were a guy that didn't hand load and you were just going to shoot uh, elk, deer, antelope, and you wanted to buy factory ammo and you didn't want a lot of recoil, I think I would go with that 6.5 PRC as, as an all-around. My brother killed an elk, or let a friend of his shoot his gun, and they killed an elk last year with a 156 burger um, at, 1,250. at 1,252 yards with a with a 156 burger one shot wow across that, the canyon <clears throat> nasty canyon <laughs> that's impressive with that same gun my my brother and jordan were uh, doing tests to see how far they could shoot a 10 inch gong and rod shot, hit that gong at 1900 yards with that 6.5 prc with that yeah there's a video on youtube of how far it was you can see the plate and everything yeah. I was looking through his Swarovski spotting scope and it was unreal. I mean, you're just like, what? Really? You hit this thing? Like, I mean, it's just, I don't know. The technology's crazy. Um, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, for me, the wildcat part of it's the fun part for me. I don't want right. I don't, I don't own a gun that isn't odd. I mean, right. I got a 6.5 Psalm. Well, they never made 6.5 Psalm brass when I started that. So I had to take 7 Psalm brass and I could down to 6.5 or 300 Psalm brass, either one. Um, I don't know. I got a 6.5 284. There's 257 Ackley improved. Um, 6.5 284. Um, 6.5 by 47. 6.5 by, by 47. 6 by so you guys like the 6.5 caliber? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a thirty caliber guy. He's a six. Well, okay. <laughs> I built I built a three hundred PRC two years ago for myself. I think I've shot it like ten times. I just so I just, sorry, Seth. I don't mean to steal your thunder again here, but uh, like so that's what I'm in the market for right now is a three hundred PRC. I really want to get my hands on a three hundred PRC. I shoot my seven mag. Have done forever. It's been a great gun. Love it. it you know, but there's just something about that 300 PRC that uh, cat just catches my attention, especially for elk hunting. Is really kind of what I'm looking for. And so I, I, I've I found that it's hard to beat the 300 PRC. But you guys are kind of changing my mind on the 6.5 stuff. So 
I have a 300 Win Mag that we custom built, and I have a 300 PRC as well. And we, I have loaded, I load H1000 in the 300 PRC, and it's 76.6 grains. And then I have that 300 Win Mag that's a custom 300 Win Mag, and I'm running the same amount of grains, but in IMR 8133. And as far as velocity goes, I'm shooting 238 tips out of that 300 wind mag. So it's, it's, you know, they're seated out there. It's longer. It won't fit in a, it, it's not a factory gun. It's pretty much a 300 wind mag. That's a 300 PRC. And, you know, comparatively for a guy that's shooting factory ammo, that 300 PRC is the way to go. If you're, if you're not a hand loader, I, if you're wanting that 30 caliber bullet, that would be the cartridge to go with. Because, you know, a lot of times they'll, they'll want to shoot uh, different bullets. So I can, we can put, I can put the throat in it for whatever bullet you're going to shoot. So, you know, just cause my reamer has a 189 freeboard doesn't mean that you're stuck with that. So if you know, if you see, make a dummy round for me, I can cut the chamber. Do you want it 20 thousandths in front of the lands? Do you want 25 thousandths? It doesn't matter to me. So, you know, you can use it. I use a unit throater and do whatever you want, or you can just run with that, the, the way the reamers built. So that's, that's why I have two six, five PRC reamers. One is, is built for a short action with these, like the one forties or one forty three ELDX. And I got tired of unit throating. <laughs> So another reamer with a 202 free bore for the guys with the 156 that build them on a long action or a defiance XM. Okay. Gotcha. So that, you know, uh, you got 200,000 more on an XM Mm -hmm. than you do a short action. So you don't have to worry about running into feeding issues or magazine issues. You got the only, the only problem with running an XM action and doing like a, a Hawkins Hawkins bottom metal M5 bottom metal is the magazine um, capacity because right now MDT only makes a 10 round for a, for a detachable mag. But Snowy Mountain makes bottom metal for a BDL style, you know, um, bottom metal where you run a Wyatt's box mm-hmm. or their box. They have a box made for that extra length and you get a follower in a kit wow so there's not a lot of options for the xm action but either you know if that's the way you want to go and that's i've done that on with some tenacities on a six five prcs you know that wanted to shoot a longer bullet but they could still go back and shoot a 140 out of the same same gun and it still works you just got a little more free bore than than what yeah, really need. That's kind of what I was thinking. If you get that longer one, yeah, you can still shoot the shorter ones. You just, yeah, you just have yeah. a little bit of yeah. room there, but doesn't limit you to that 140, 147 <clears throat> class bullets. You know, you can shoot 153 Hornaday bullets or the only advantage of using a short action is just that shorter throw, that yeah. shorter bolt throw. So you're a lot, you know, you can shoot a little bit faster. Yeah. See, this is what's kind of interesting about custom guns is it can get a little bit intimidating, you know, for those of us yeah. that aren't gun builders and, 
you know, you're, you're talking 25 thousandths, you know, here and, and whatnot. And for a lot of people, that's like, okay, what, what does that all mean? And so it, it definitely can be a little bit intimidating. And so I, I think that's kind of, what, you know, going back to Seth's question as far as like, what would be that best gun for people to, to get into that wouldn't scare the bejeebus out of them? <laughs> you know, that 6.5 PRC, I mean, it's got less recoil. You're getting good BC. You have the energy. You have the energy to be able to shoot, you know, 700 yards and still be able to kill a deer, an elk, an antelope, you know, a bear. Mm -hmm. Right. <clears throat> yeah, we had we had went to Canada three years ago, and uh, I had taken my 6.5 Psalm with me, and I was in a tree stand, and you know, the first night these two bears come in, they're grab assing around the bait and fighting with it's each other one, and uh yeah and they take off and i didn't do nothing that night but you know the next night the one came in by himself and he's sitting on his butt eating off this 55 gallon barrel and he had his neck stretched out you know so i just took that six five song poked him right in the neck and just i mean just lights <laughs> out he did not flinch move nothing wow. dead i mean just stone cold dead and then he was fighting a bear off. So, <laughs> so he's got to tell you guys this this part of this because well, that was <laughs> when, I, when I lowered my gun to the ground, threw all my stuff out of this tree stand. I go over to the to the where the bear's at, and the, you know he's laying in a big pool of blood. So I rolled him out of there, and I turn around and look, and there's that other bear is only like 15 yards from me. Well, I mean, and I hollered at him, and he woof 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 woof, and he runs <laughs> off. And I look again, and it's not like 30 seconds, and he is back. And pretty soon I'm throwing sticks at him, and, he, and he's woofing at me and bluff charging me. And then, you know, it's pretty thick. We're, uh, we're uh, east of east and south of Lake Laurentian, quite a ways up there, and it's real thick timber, logging stuff. Mm -hmm. He gets behind me, and you can hear him snapping his teeth. And uh, anyway, well, they give you a two-way radio so you can radio the outfitter, tell them, you know, I shot a bear, come pick me up or whatever. And he was madder than hell that I got out of that tree stand. He said, when that bear's bluff charging you like that, he is not afraid of you. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. You, you should have stayed in the tree. <laughs> With the gun. Until I came back. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, if you charge me, I'd just shoot that one too. <laughs> no. Yeah, get come home too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want a bear charging me. No, thank you. Mm -mm. Yeah, we grew up. We grew up uh, chasing them with hounds. So we've oh, had yeah. them not go up a tree, and they'll do the same thing: popping, yeah. popping jaws, and bluff charging, and yeah. yelling at them. And then they, you know, go up on the hill, and we'd shoot them, and <laughs> they yeah. come running back down, popping jaws, and fall over. So oh, yeah. yeah, running them with hounds, we had them all sorts of riled up for. So, but there's no no better adrenaline rush than than bear hunting for me. Yeah. I mean. That is that is great. Do you guys do a lot and of bear hunting in, there in Wyoming? Um, I've killed three of them here. Oh wow! And that, I've killed, and the fourth one was that one that I got on the wall. That rug there, that's the one, one I killed. In. Okay, so that's the one that you killed up there. So the the full body one back there, that was that's a Wyoming one. That's that's a Wyoming bear. Yeah, that was a six year old female. Wow, that's a good size bear. Killed that one in like two thousand ninety nine, two thousand. So it, it's been a while. Man, that's awesome. So six five, huh? Six five PRC. That's now you got me thinking. Now, you, now I'm, I might have to change my mind on on what gun I want because I've been so set on that three hundred PRC. It's just a, such a sweet round. Um, just 
you know, packs a punch and it's so efficient too. That's another thing that I, I really liked about it. But I do kind of like the, the components. The components are the hard thing. You know, right now with this, with all the shortages of stuff going on, components are hard to get. We are an ADG dealer, ADG brass. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but we're an ADG dealer and it takes almost a year to get your order, man. You place a $10,000 order and it can take a year for it to come in because they're just so backlogged. It's ridiculous. Is it getting any better? Have you guys seen any improvement at all? Or do you feel like it's still kind of just where it is or getting worse? Well, we've been able to get powder and bullets, but the primer supply, non-existent. non-existent. They won't even let me back order primers. Most of our distributors are, they say we've, we're too backlogged, no, no primers. So basically when I order, do a powder order, they have a list of back ordered powders I can back order. And it might be, it might be two weeks. It might be six months. Wow. It's just, it's, it's just crazy. You know, it's the same with the brass components. It's, you know, we, yeah. So, we got lucky and got 40 back uh 40 units of 65 prc so all the guys that we built guns for they we we offered them that choice of more brass first before we you know tell anybody else that you know right. because they're going to be the ones that come back to you as repeat customers and then uh, i save a bunch for the upcoming guns that we're going to build so I, so they at least have some brass that they can, you know, without having to wait six months for trying to find brass mm-hmm. for one of their new guns, you know. So, so it seems like now you go out and find the ammo before you build a gun. Because it's true. You, you don't, <laughs> yeah. you just don't know if yeah. you're, when you're getting, when it's going to be available. Yeah. Like I'm building a 300 blackout and I've been just buying ammo. Just, well, I kind of looked to see if I could find ammo before I even yep. started building. Cause I didn't want to build a gun and then not be able to shoot it. So yep. I mean, we're, yep. we're we're dealing with that right now. I don't know if Taryn, well, you have a pistol for the lever gun you're getting though, right? So you're probably okay mm-hmm. on ammo, Taryn. Yeah. But I'm I'm dealing with it. I'm I'm getting a 4570 and it's like that's just regular old 4570 ammo's terrible to find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's sad. Are you guys seeing that when when people are ordering guns are they kind of going away from the really custom like 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 the PRCs and, and going more towards like are they ordering 308s and some of the ones that you can find components for? Oh, no, we, I've built way more six five PRCs than I have anything else. Interesting. Just everybody. I mean, even from like down to twenty two inch barrels. The guy wanted to build like a you know a gun that he could pack sheet on, or so they're putting little short barrels even on a six five PRC. Damn. I don't do a lot of seven millimeter stuff either. It seems like it's you know either a twenty two caliber or a six five caliber or a thirty caliber. Not a lot of seven you know seven mags or STWs or any of that stuff. That kind of breaks my heart a little bit because I'm a you know like I said I I've been shooting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Not a lot of twenty seven caliber either. You know, yeah. Two seventy stuff either. Two seventies. Interesting. It's weird because I, I I think the the seven caliber is a pretty efficient caliber as well. You know, I mean, it's something that we've used for a very long time. It's been very effective, and and it's weird to see us go away and go more towards like the the six five or the three the thirty. You know, it's it's, it's different. Yeah. So interesting. I built a twenty two creed board that's really fun. I I got parts for a couple custom twenty two creed mortars. I mean. You, Heck of an analog gun, shoot a 75 grain burger at 3450. Wow. 
put the smoke on an antelope or rock chucks or yeah that'd be uh, sweet that'd be a sweet coyote gun too <laughs> that is a fun gun wow, wow. that's awesome um, I got I got my six five saw right here if you guys would like to see it. Yeah, I was gonna say you said you brought some guns. I wanna I wanna see some of these. So that is a I don't know if you can see it very oh, well. Oh yeah. So that's a defiance action, uh deviant hunter action. And like I said, the Hawkins bottom metal. And then I custom build these rails for the guys that wanna run an arc of rail that wanna run a tripod okay so your tripod just clips right on there and you can and then we're uh atlas development oh sorry guys there we go we are 80 uh atlas bipod dealers so, so bnt industries bnt industry okay. so we run their bipods sweet looking gun i don't know much yeah. about those bipods i was looking actually into uh who else is the other one that makes i think i almost think it's um, spartan yeah, isn't it doesn't spartan make a bipod spartan yeah, precision they're... makes a lightweight mountain bipod there. yeah that was what i was looking I at i mean they they can go flat you know or or you can go all the way back or oh and then they got a ball head on them so they can tilt you can and then they it. also swivel and you just tighten sweet. this up and then it locks everything into place. Man, that's a sweet gun. That's a whole that's a sweet setup right there. What rings do you guys use on your scopes? Did you say I may not Oh well, Hawkins Precision. So Hawkins we're Precision. we're a Hawkins Precision dealer. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah, pretty much exclusive bottom metal is Hawkins um and the rings. And the rings. Pretty much hollow hawk. And I use a lot of Hawkins. Uh, three port muzzle brakes or the four port self timing muzzle brakes. Um, okay. It doesn't, you know, what if the customer wants a Terminator? Doesn't matter to me, you know, what muzzle brake if they got something they want, we we put that whatever you want on there. Okay, so they can be kind of they can kind of pick and choose. Yeah, yeah this is what I want, or I'm sure most people probably just come and say just do whatever you know is best, but I'm sure there's a few of those. Some of them are still kind of picky. Are know? they? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, still, they still got their... It's their like your favorite football on. team, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> so true. Uh, you know, some guys are night force guys. We, we're a loophole dealer. We run gold ring on everything. So it's right. just, I don't know. It's personal preference. Yeah. No, no, I get that. Cool. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. I mean, I do a lot of, I mean, I don't necessarily have to build a custom gun. You know, a guy has a, has a old Remington and wants to build a, put a new barrel on or whatever, you know, so we don't just try to push all of our defiance stuff on the people. Cause a lot of people can't afford to, to, you know, to build a $6,000 gun, right? you know, $750 proof barrel, 700 or $800 stock. So you know, they, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll build whatever they want on whatever they can afford if that's what they want to do. So say I have like my, my seven mag, my Tika seven mag, and I want to put a proof barrel on it. I could bring it to you guys and you guys would put the bar you would put a barrel on it. Yeah. Oh, sweet. And whatever caliber you want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as long as you got the right bolt face, you know, if you oh, got man. a magnum bolt face and you want to, you know, you run into some of that stuff. I mean, Remington's I can send out and, um, have them pushed down or, or opened up and then put a different extractor in them. And so, yeah, bolt face stuff. I mean, 
there's a like Zermat actions, you know, they have their own, you know, they have a modular bolt head where you can pull a pin and you can do, you know, you can buy one receiver instead of buying another one, you just buy a bolt head and then you can. That's where a lot of that pre-fit stuff is coming into play. You yeah. know, there's a lot of guys that are buying pre-fit barrels and then buying go gauges and screwing barrels on an action and where you go. So gotcha. some of that that goes on, but yeah. And we do all of our own seracoding. I mean, I do I've seracoded a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. That's awesome. I mean, Corvette parts, <laughs> not just <laughs> handguns, handguns, handguns. Uh, all the outlets in my house around my wife's <laughs> kitchen, they had to be midnight bronze. So I've seracoded outlets and switch covers and so this know. is an AR pistol he just seracoded. Wow. Oh, yeah. Nice can see. Oh yeah. It's quite a few different colors in there, but that's just kind of an example of what we can do. Do you guys do hydro dipping as well or just Cerakoting? Just Cerakote. Okay. It I like Cerakote better. It seems to be better. the most durable. Yeah. You know, I, I've had a, I have a Glock 10 millimeter that I pack in the mountains. I've been bucked off my horse and dumped it in the dirt and threw it back in the holster. And it's not beat up. You know, it's, it's had five years of abuse and the Cerakote has held up really, really well. Wow. Have you, have you seen any of them boss Citadel 25? Shotguns, the AR looking shotguns. Oh, yeah. I haven't. Have that shotgun. So here's a here's one that was all black, and we did, you know, a green and a charcoal color. So, you know, you can you can do just about anything you want, you, you know, you magazine, plastic, whatever. So yeah. That looks sweet. That's cool. <laughs> What about your guys' stocks that you put on your guns? Uh, I'm guessing carbon fiber, but are they specific? Uh, do, do you do custom stuff on them as well? Um, no, because this is an AG stock. It weighs like 30 ounces, and it's a carbon fiber stock. You know, obviously this one's got a paint scheme, you know, right. color on it, but some of them have more carbon exposed that you can see. But pretty much everybody loves this chalk branch style, you know, with that cut out like right there the only problem i have is when you run into you know wanting to put a tripod on something you don't got a lot of room for an arca rail you mean you got about two and a half three inches there right. versus you know like that alpine hunter that has a flat bottom where you could put a then you can rail. run a full arca rail um, yeah i got a here's this i love this like vanna weiss just like handing guns this is like my dream <laughs> right cool. here <laughs> this is a 65284 that we put a area 419 arca rail on so wow and i like that yeah I do too. that's sick <laughs> yes uh we just set this up for my youngest to go with us to a nrl shoot and this is what he'll shoot so he can put his tripod anywhere he wants whereas i'm limited to three inches you know mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then you can run that this area 419 adapter to an arca rail on your bnt industry tripod which is it has modular pins that fit in these those grooves i don't know if you can see the grooves on that rail oh yeah there yeah yeah so these pin there's three pins in that in this head and then pins will line up in them grooves so it doesn't slide back and forth on you oh that's sweet so that is yeah, something that area, you don't see on a lot of custom guns yeah that area 419 stuff they make good stuff Huh. I haven't even looked into that. Seth, have you been into that stuff much? I haven't looked at that rail. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, Area 419 makes some really good stuff. I run their um bottom 
mag extend extenders on some MT, MDT mags in my 6.5 PRC off of XLR chassis. And I can put 11 rounds in those mags, you know, wow. so it's, it's worth it. That is awesome. <laughs> right, nice. You make it rain with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Are you, are you familiar with like field optics research or? I actually have a, an old tripod. My, my tripod I take with me in the mountains is from field optics research. So we're a field optics research dealer. Are you? That's um, cool. We, I actually was at the Heart Mountain Challenge. So in Cody, Wyoming, they have this shoot that's a benefit shoot for Special Warriors Foundation. And it's a really big, big shoot. And I seen a guy that had a tripod and I was like, oh, that's cool. And it was a field optics research tripod. So I got a hold of those guys and we got hooked up as a dealer with them and we've sold quite a few of them and they, they just work. Yeah, I really like mine. It's an older model, but I use it for my big, I have some Vortex 18s that I glass with. And that's, I got a whole mount system. I just put my Vortexes on there and just sit down and glass and glass and glass. But I really like it. So. Yeah, you carry one tripod for your spot and scope, binoculars, camera, yep. and your, yep. you know, because even the, the new head that's on the, the new field optics research will do ARCA rail or pick rail. So if nice. you've got, you know, whatever setup you got on the bottom of them, they'll clamp onto either one. Uh, that's cool. That's way cool. Way I cool. shot my, my elk at 850 off of one this last fall. So that's awesome. One shot done and it didn't, doesn't kick the gun out of it. Once it's locked in, you're solid. Yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. So I want to ask you a question uh, of you guys. So, you know, we, we kind of talked about this in the beginning. Some people don't want to spend, you know, $6,000 on a, on a custom gun. Uh, and I don't, you guys don't have to tell me all the prices and things like that, but what, you know, what, if someone's wanting to get into a custom gun, what can they get into a one for, or if somebody wanted to just go all out and get the craziest thing out there, what does that look like from you guys? Well, I'm, I'm not going to knock on our competitors, right? But <laughs> you can, I so, mean, I, so, so we, uh, we can build an all carbon fiber gun for around 4,500 bucks. Oh, wow. Which is it, which is extremely price competitive. Yeah. Compared to your best of the Western gunworks. And I don't have any bad things to say about those guys. You know, they, they're only 90 miles away. They've been doing it a lot longer than we have. Um, but you know, and then you got the guys that they have a Remington 700 that's old that they can bring to us and we can chamber it in what, in a newer caliber that they're wanting to get into with a steel steel barrel, you know, and run a, a, a little bit cheaper stock and you're still going to get the same quality of gun. Yeah. You know, so you're not, you don't have to spend $4,000 on a gun. See, that's what I think a lot of people think of when they think of a custom gun, you know, people are going to listen to this podcast and be like, all right, well, you know, I can't spend $6,000 on a gun or even, you know, even yeah, $4,500 on a gun. What are my options? What can I do? And that's a great one. Yeah. If you have a Remington 700, bring it to you guys, let you, let you turn it into something amazing. Speaking of yeah, that, sure. do, do you guys work on Rugers? <laughs> You know, I've I've rebarreled some M77s. They're just the the problem they run into. There's not a lot of options. Yeah. You know, if they want to replace a stock. There's you just Nothing. that 700 there. footprint really makes a big difference. You know yeah. that mm -hmm. right. the Remington 700 footprint. I mean, they've been around forever. And, and there's a million yeah. parts. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like an it's like the AR of the bolt world. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> Yep. Exactly right. You know how to work on a Ruger, don't you, Seth? You just throw it in the trash can. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you take it to the local gun show and you trade it off on a Remington. That's, That's right. right. It's, <laughs> killed a, it's killed a lot of stuff, man. There's some sentimental value there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what and you that, find. That, they, they always have that sentimental value to it, those, those Ruger, yeah. Ruger M77s. I've killed a lot of stuff over the years, and I it's time to upgrade, but I don't know if I want to get rid of it yet. <laughs> Yeah, that was, you know, a friend of mine, he had an M77, and it was his dad's, and it didn't shoot very good, so we just we just put a new barrel on, and he refinished his stock, and that's just, it is what it is. Yep. Actually, truth be told, I had an old, uh, a Ruger M77 25-06, and burned the barrel up in it, and sold it for really cheap and i kind of kicked myself for doing it. i should have just rebarreled it and kept it let my kids shoot it or or whatever just just to have but uh yeah it was not a good shooting gun i did kill some animals with it but i compared it to you know some of these custom guns or even the tikas and it's uh, there, there's no comparison in my book yeah. so hey another question i had for you guys um and you guys kind of talked about this you get brass for your people or for people to buy your guns um do you guys give load data like for testing to get people like, hey, here, here is this like, so say I purchased a 6.5 PRC or 300 PRC from you guys. Do you guys give any kind of data as far as here's the best round to optimize this gun that, that you're buying? So a lot of that has to do with, you know, like, so the first gun that he built, it shot one hole with the precision, Hornady precision hunter. It was unreal. Wow. I, I, I was blown away. So I was able to work up a load to replicate that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can, we, we can make suggestions. There's not a lot of guys that do a lot of reloading where we're at. And so if a guy comes to me and has reloading questions, we can answer most all of those reloading questions, okay. you know, and with this with the component shortage, people are having to switch things around. They're having to pick the powders that they can get the bullets they can get. And you just kind of have to work with it. I mean, you know, that's where, you know, having a good chronograph comes into play, having a good powder scale comes into play and, and just having somebody that knows how to do that. You know, I've, I've noticed that there's a lot of guys out there that they want to get in rooting and they have a hard time doing that because they don't have the resources to help them do that. So, you know, I've, I, I like to help guys out as far as guiding them in the right direction. You know, we don't load ammo for anybody. There's a lot of liability and a lot of the insurance is extremely expensive. Yeah. So what we do is we can suggest a load to guys and then they can try it. And if they start having issues, they can call and we'll, we'll help them work through that problem. It's good to know. So I am a hand loader. I, I hand load pretty much everything. If I did buy a 300 PRC, I'd probably I'd have to buy that uh, Hornady uh, ammunition, I'm sure, just to at least get me started. If I could find it, I, I don't even know. If I, I got 16 it. units of ADG brass if you need some. <laughs> hey, <laughs> well, I need your number. Does that, does that steer you in the direction of the 300 PRC? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I've thought about buying a 308 because that's the one thing I can find on the shelf right yeah. now. So, <laughs> no, if you need brass for one of them, we have brass for them. That's good to know. I can, I can get two thirty eight tips too. That it's hard to find those two twelve ELDXs, man. I've had, I've got fifty units on or on back order, and I haven't seen any of them. So man. it's just, you know, I wear a smaller outfit too. You know, some of the big box stores like Shields and Cabela's and Sportsman's Warehouse, they they get they order mass quantities of that right. stuff. So 
right. they're going to get priority over the little guys. I get that. Uh, yeah, that, that's really cool. But it sounds like you guys have a lot of stuff and still get and can get a lot of stuff. So that, that's good to know. You guys do a lot. I mean, we've, we've been talking about custom guns, but you guys do a lot of other stuff too. I mean, you have you have like a whole online thing, right? Yeah, so we have a whole online retail store where guys can go and um, pick a gun, have it shipped to an FFL. We can get just about anything, you know. Um, the only firearms companies we can't get is like Kimber, Colt. You know, you have to have special – you have to be in their club or whatever you yeah, want to call yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, the cool kid, their, their, their cool kids yeah. club, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, no, and then we give – so if guys order a gun through us, and they want a circle job, we give them a 10% discount if they order the, the gun through us. Okay. If that makes sense. So tell them about the website and the gear fire and all the yeah, that's so we have a website that has all of our distributors synced to it. Uh-huh. Um, and they they have bullets, ammo, pistols, just about anything on there. And then whatever's in store, usually I will put it in the online inventory. And so guys can go in and buy it from from our online store. Okay. Nice. That's so, good. so okay. So I'm building this 300 uh, blackout. Uh, do you guys have stuff that I could use to to build that? So is it on an AR platform? Yeah, on an AR platform. So yeah, there there are parts on there. The website's kind of hard to navigate. It's not as user friendly. But if there's like particular parts that people are looking for, if they just call me, okay, I can sit down on the computer and find them the parts that they need. That's good to know. That's really good to know. I'm, I'm having a little bit of difficulty. I mean, well, kind of we've been talking about this whole time. It's just so hard to find things right now. If you want to, you know, I could go buy a, what is it, diamond or whatever, you know, 300 blackout. But I think it's a lot more fun to build your own and kind of do your own thing. You just feel a little bit better about it. And so, I, but I'm having a hard time finding parts. So I started looking on your guys' website the other day. And that's why I'm kind of bringing this up. I just saw a lot of different stuff. You know, you, you can get full setups, you can get parts, you can get a lot of cool different things. And so, um, Jordan, I might be reaching out to you and <laughs> having you look some yeah. stuff up for me. I mean, there's some of our suppliers that aren't attached to that website too. So, you know, he can, he can look. What I do is I just pull it up, you know, we, I don't know. I, we try to help out the little guy. Cause I, I've been on the other side of that where I was spending 11 grand at the gun store in a year mm-hmm. and I'm paying full retail price for that stuff. And it, it, it's hard. It is. I mean, the co- the common guy that, wants to go shoot on the weekends, if he can find 50 bullets and some brass, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah. And at a reasonable price. You know, well, the price gouging stuff to some of that is just unreal. Yeah, we just had a we just had a gun show here in our town. You know, our town's only like 5,500 people. <clears throat> and you see these people that come to this gun show from out of town and they're trying to sell powder for $75 a pound. You know, we just get a bunch of powder in. And we're selling it for $45 a pound. Some of it was $38 a pound. So you're not, those guys are trying to make a killing and, and, you know, it's really hurting the people that want to shoot, but yeah. you know, they're not going to buy that stuff because it's, it's too high priced, you know, exactly. make it reasonable. That's, that's what gets people interested in, in shooting and reloading. You know, they're not, they don't be, you don't want to be paying $200 for a thousand primers. You know, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You know? It really so, is. You know, you, you, you only make like three to $5 a pound for powder. Sell it. Let, mm-hmm. let somebody enjoy, you know, that. Exactly. I, I just don't understand the whole gun broker thing, you know, where you're seeing, you know, it, making a quick buck off of, yeah. you know, the guy. And then you got the guys that are 
just trying to fight components. I mean, yeah. and you got guys that are just buying stuff up just to sell it on gun brokers. That's tough. It's killing us though. It's killing me because I'm I'm with you. I, not gonna lie, I spent seventy five dollars for a pound of powder not that long ago within the last week. Don't tell my wife, but you know, <laughs> but but to your point, you know, I want to shoot. I want to go out on the weekends. I want to shoot. I like to hand load everything. I'm not a fan of going to the store and buying because I don't get the performance. And, and you know, when you go out there shooting still at a thousand yards, you you've got to have really good performance. And so. But it, it's hard. It's really hard when you're spending that much money for a pound of powder or, like you said, primers. Primers are ridiculous right now uh, if you can find them. It's so hard to find. What did the CCI guys tell you at the Western Hunting Expo? Yeah, we were – well, February we went to the Western Hunting Expo. You guys probably – Yeah, we were there, man. We should have hung out. I say we, well, we had to have walked right past you. <laughs> I talked to the, you know, the federal CCI reps that were there, and they said don't expect to see any – any amount of primers on the shelves again this year it's all yeah good. yeah i got a, a email from them that said the same thing wow said, you're not getting no primers uh all of 2022 yeah that's depressing and, right there you know in our area i'm seeing a lot of you know there's a lot of 223 on the shelves now there's some 308 stuff out nine there mil. nine mil yeah five pistol stuff so maybe maybe the hunting ammunition will catch up later i don't know I sure right. hope it does. I hope it does. Because I I haven't seen seven mag bullets in a year. Just just out of going to the uh, local shop or whatever. I haven't seen any seven mag, and my cousin still shoots two seventy, and I haven't seen any two seventy. Well, and these big manufacturers, so they they only manufacture a certain ammo at certain times of the year. So you know you got guys coming into. Um, goose hunting season so they're making shotgun shells you got guys coming into the you know skeet season so they're doing that you got the hunting community so they build all that hunting ammo from june 1st to august 15th yep. so that the guys from august 15th to october 31st have hunting ammo yep. they're not building it in january so the poor guy that wants to shoot his long range gun or his, his hunting rifle yep. in his free time, he's kind of you're you're kind of at the mercy of of the manufacturer's cue in making those products. Yeah. Right. You guys see where down there where you know they'll if what they do get installed, you can have one box and one box. Well, that's probably the only way you're gonna stop, you know, the one guy from coming in there and yep. buying all and not yep. leaving any for the next guy. So yeah, down here it's two boxes of no matter what, mm -hmm. uh, you get two boxes. So, so yeah. yeah. That that's stopping the hoarding. Yeah, it is. It's a good idea because it's it's bad because I know my one buddy before they implemented that, he had just bought a three hundred win right when everything was disappearing. He went in had 10 boxes on the shelves and he's like i'm buying it all and nobody stopped him so i was giving him shit I'm like you just bought everybody's 300 wind bullets now nobody could shoot 300 <laughs> like last fall i'd get a lot of phone calls from these out-of-state people that came to this area to hunt and you know didn't bring enough ammo or something happened you know they drop a gun and the scope's off and they need to go to range and shoot there was a lot of people calling me last fall looking for for loaded ammo I'm, I'm sorry guys just don't just don't have it yep that's sad which is really sad you know they spend a lot of money going on a hunt and come out here to go antelope hunt yeah. deer hunt or elk hunting right and you run out of ammo you know that that's pretty frustrating yeah for a lot of them tough deal
Well, if, you know, like for me, like with the reload, you know, I, I'm afraid to reload because I don't know if I can replace the stuff that I'm pulling the trigger on. And so that that's also a scary thing. You know, I've only got a certain amount of stuff that I can load and, you know, I got a number of, of ammunition that I can load up right now. I can't replace that if I shoot it right now. So it, it's, it you know, yeah. it depletes your, your supply if you go out there and shoot. So whether you're going out there to hunt or whether you're just going out to shoot, it, it is. It can be very, very frustrating. That's where you just uh, take the old 22 and... <laughs> And shoot that because you still want to go shooting, but exactly like you don't you don't want to burn all your powder and primers. Yeah, a little pistol. I, I bought it. Oh, sorry. What's that, Jordan? Go ahead. You have to go ahead and like pick. You know, like having the, I like to shoot matches, and I'm having to pick and choose what matches I shoot at because I can't. It, it the common guy can't. I mean, I can get stuff at cost, but. It's still expensive. Right. You're still burning through all that stuff. So I, I get it. Yeah. The only thing I've shot consistently in the last year is my 17 HMR. <laughs> it's the only thing I can get ammo for. Get ammo for. Yeah. So, yeah. Nine millimeter for me. I've been shooting a lot of nine millimeter. Bought a new nine millimeter Glock yesterday. So I just, that's what I, that's all I'm shooting lately is that. Sad. At least you're getting out and shooting. <laughs> it's true. That, that's and you know what? And I'm happy. I, I'm absolutely happy. I'd love to take my arsenal out there with me and and put bullets down each one of their barrels. But you know, you, you, yeah, you got to be happy with what you you get. And you know, kind of going back to our uh, talk about custom guns. You know, I think some people may be nervous to buy a custom gun right now because, you know, hey, maybe I buy that six five PRC, but I can't find ammo. I think it's it's comforting knowing that if someone was to buy from from you guys from Spartan Arms, that at least. You know, there is that that hookup that, hey, you know, we, we can help get you some of these components so that you can enjoy this brand new rifle that you bought. Yeah, I try to make sure that guys can get, you know, I have the ability to get them some bullets in it. You know, if they need, if they absolutely need 100 primers, I can find them 100 primers nice. for guys that build guns through us. That's, that is, you know. That's an incentive. That's an incentive enough right there for me to get a gun. <laughs> as long as I can find some components, that's like, oh, it's all I need. Oh gosh. Well, you know, we appreciate you guys coming on. And I know you you mentioned, you know, that you know, you're not this big box company doing this. And, you know, there are other companies out there doing it. But, you know, when, when we found you guys, it was it was kind of something special because and, well, we wanted to to spotlight you guys. Because, you know, we want to support those, you know, kind of the, the smaller companies getting started, things like that. But it, one thing that we love about companies, and we've had a lot of smaller or startup companies on our podcast lately, because it's real people that you're talking with. You know, it's not somebody that is that thinks they're God, for one, and then someone that's just not going to give you the time of day or you get an answering machine or a robot when you call. And so one thing that I, I think that really drew us to you guys is you guys are real people that are really out there to help guys like us basically. And I, I hope I'm not uh, incorrect in saying any of that. No, it's, it's, I take really, really to heart the fact that guys like to shoot and they like to hunt. And if I can help them have a product that's, that's, you know good and we back behind it you know why not yeah why why not help the guy that the the blue collar guy you know be able to have the same quality absolutely i think that's huge that's that's a lot of our followers honestly right there those blue collar guys 
you know, may not be the richest guys out there. I mean, not everybody can be like Seth and just have all the money that they want. And so, you know, yeah. we, we, <laughs> <laughs> says the guy that it says the guy that's shooting the Tika. My, I, I still shoot that old Ruger. Okay? Oh yeah, I guess there is that. I guess that put it out there. <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of guys that you know we deal with or build for, you know, they they can. They're like me and Jordan. They buy it. We piece it together one piece at a time. You know, save enough money for a stock, save enough money for a barrel, save enough money for a receiver. So it doesn't come all at once. So, yeah. you know, it, it seems to be working, you know, that way. Once you build one, that's the one you'll shoot. Yeah. Until right. you build another one. Exactly. It's, right. It's addicted. It's an addiction. <laughs> uh, it, it is. As soon as you have one, it's like, oh, I gotta have more. <laughs> I've got to. That's wife, just uh, guns in general. I yes, think man. guns in yeah. general is like, oh, I gotta have that one and that one. <laughs> you tell your wife it's an how investment. Many, how many more of them do you need? You yeah. built five of them for yourself last year. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but I'm not done. Yeah, no, no. That's why I couldn't be a gun builder right there. I'd be building my own guns. I wouldn't have time to build anybody else's guns. <laughs> she says, "Aren't you gonna sell some of that stuff?" Uh, no. Oh, no. My no, no, no. <laughs> that's why I bought a bigger safe. You right. j just tell her it's an investment, that, honey. This thing's yeah. gonna appreciate in value. It's gonna be worth at least what I bought it for. You know. Yeah, so, just don't let her sell it for uh, for what you told her. You older, right. exactly, exactly. Right. <laughs> you only got five hundred in that one. It sure, looks like it's worth a lot more. Yeah, to me. No. <laughs> I got it on a screaming deal. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, shoot, guys. Well, we didn't want to keep you all day, but we appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with us and telling us a little bit about Spartan Arms. I mean, you guys, seriously, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know a lot about you guys prior to this, but, you know, looking at uh, social media and, and whatnot, you guys have some really, really cool stuff. I'm super excited to get to know you guys a little bit. I'm sure that uh, we'll be in contact a lot going forward because uh, I got a lot of more questions, maybe more on the personal side of things. Uh, to ask you guys but before we jump off of this um, you know Jordan you talked about people can give you a call I mean I don't know if you want to share your phone number with everybody but what's you know kind of what are those best ways to, to get in touch with you guys if somebody did want to order a gun or just get uh, buy some stuff from you guys so you can go on our website and the easiest way for me to get back to you guys is to get email send me an email that way I have it on the computer I don't forget you know I don't forget to get back to him. Um, and my phone number is on our website and his, and my dad's phone number is on the website as well. So you can get a hold of us that way. Um, you know, you're not going to talk to an answering machine. You're going to get one of us. So that's so cool. That seriously guys, that that's how it should be. Honestly, especially when it comes to this, you know, we started this conversation, you guys were going into all these different measurements and, you know, I think you guys did calculus or algebra or something there for a little while, but, uh, you know, those are answers to questions we can't answer. And so it's nice to have somebody that we can actually call or send an email. I'm an emailer too. I love to email. And so if I can send an email to somebody and say, Hey, what about this? Or what about that? I mean, that, that is super comforting. And I think for our listeners, uh, it'll be good for them as well. Seth, did you have any other questions for these guys? No, I think they uh, answered all my questions pretty, pretty uh, correctly. I don't know what the correct term is. <laughs> it, it died right here. It died. They, they, they covered everything that I had for them. So I'm stoked. Hey, you, uh, Jordan, you said you guys had a YouTube page. Is that right? Yeah. So you can follow our YouTube page, our Instagram, our Facebook. You know, um, you can contact us in any way on there. You know, and then 
if there's something specific you got that people are looking for, you know, call me directly. I'll I'll try to help you out. If I can't find it, I'll keep an eye out for you. Sounds good. So I told you I told you guys that I built that six five three hundred rum last fall. So I'll tell you a little elf story here. Um, <clears throat> on a Sunday, me and my wife had went into, or on a Thursday, we went into this area, and uh, she had seen this bull, and he was like a couple drainages over, and she said, well, he's right there, and you can shoot him from here. I am not shooting that bull where he is at <laughs> and packing that thing out on my back. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. So me and my wife and uh, my uh, youngest boy go into the same spot on a Sunday and that bull had moved over three drainages and was only 300 yards away. And, uh, that picture's on our website. Yeah. Is oh, it? So I don't know if you guys saw that picture of that. Bull, oh yeah. You sent that one to us. Yeah. 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 That's the bull that they end up shooting with that six, five. That was crap house. Luck. <laughs> I, hunted 45, I hunted 45 days for elk. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Archery season. Hundred dollar rifle season and missed a giant bull the night before it closed and ended up killing a bull the the last day wow. that next morning on oh. the way out after sleeping on the ground. So <laughs> so my elk hunt was literally five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five minutes. Oh, I like God. that hunt better. Man, <laughs> that's the good kind of hunt. Yeah, right we, got this, we got this draw we pull into and he got about a hundred fifty yard hill. And as soon as he got to the hill, my wife was snapping her fingers at me and my boy because we went to this other way and came, turned around, came back, ranged him, shot him. It was five minutes. Wow. I love those kind of hunts. <laughs> what was it? Three, score 350 and 348 and, and eight. That's a monster. Jeez. Yeah, his ivories were only as wide as a 6'5 bullet. They were just ground down to nothing. Wow. Wide, high. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's a stud bull. Yeah, you guys sent us that picture on uh, Instagram, I believe. And yep. yeah, yeah, that's a sweet picture, sweet, sweet bull, man. <laughs> I mean, AG's, AG Composites put a lot of my guns on Facebook that I built, and you know, I'll send them pictures. Thanks. They use they use like that twenty two Creedmoor. I don't know how many times that thing is on their <laughs> on their Facebook page. You know? I gotta and look into the. Says too, David took that six five three hundred PRC after my wife had shot an elk with it, and you know they tagged tagged us in that too. So it's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know who you are. I mean, just because it says Spartan Arms, well, there's a lot of Spartan Arms out there, you know. You just <laughs> there's one in Las Vegas and one in North Dakota, and they, you know, so. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. realize there were that many Spartan Arms out there. I knew there was. I knew there was one in well, Vegas, but I didn't. Yeah, they're they're retail stores. Um, I don't think any of them build guns. I don't think they're rifle manufacturers. Oh, cost, but gotcha. It'll be cool to see what happens. You know, I think I think the more we can help the common guy, the better. Yep. Yeah, I think just give it time. Keep doing what you're doing and doing it the way that you're doing it. And yeah, I mean, with time, you guys will uh, you guys will be huge. Don't get too big though. You know, I like I like this whole uh, you know, good old boy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that that that's my thing. When I build a gun, I, I, I got every step. I mean, you know, from, from true in an action to chamber and bed in the stock to Cerakoten to test fire. Mm. I own that thing. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done every inch of that entire gun and that's how I want it to be. Yep. Right. 
Yeah. I don't want to hire a bunch of people that, you know, you send send out a bunch of stuff and pretty soon you end up with a bunch of stuff coming back to you. I don't want to be that guy. Right. I don't want, I don't want to rework or, you know, maybe you'll, I'll run into a problem sometime that somebody got a problem with the barrel that's out of my control. Right. That's fine. But right. I don't want a bunch of stuff that's coming back because, you know, head spaces are off and, and stuff like that. So we've ran into factory guns that we've owned ourselves that have had problems like that. And I, you know, it's, it's tough. It is. You know? Yeah. But that's what makes you guys, that, I mean, that's what makes it special. You know, I, I think if, you know, for a custom gun, it, it's just kind of cool having one that's just, you know, well, and for me, I know the guy that built it. I know the guy that did this, this, and this. If I ever have a, any question about it, I know who to go to. And, they, and you're right. Some of these custom gun companies are truly just a, they're, I mean, they're gun manufacturers, you know, they're, they're no different than the Tikas or the uh, Berettas or whatever else is out there. They're, it's a factory putting these guns together. And I think there's something special about having a gun that is, put together by truly, your hands yeah. truly yeah. custom built yeah. yeah 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 the time frame thing kind of kills it too i mean we used to be able to do a gun in 90 days or 120 days wow. and now with our actions being 40 weeks out it's it, you're kind of at you're at the mercy of getting that stuff and that's the only advantage that bigger manufacturers have is they can they're doing all their parts in-house yeah right. you know so yeah but i think people understand that and i think that's worth the wait well just like anything you know if, if, if it's good they it's don't waiting. they need to go outside and try to buy some stuff <laughs> like <laughs> go, my, to the gro- go to the grocery store yeah, or the gas station my <laughs> day job my day job we haven't had diesel 1540 diesel oil in six months that's they don't have the chemical to make it so it's wow. like like the shell rotilla, you know, exactly. Or the yep. T6 or whatever. Yep. Can't, I haven't seen T6 in a year. I haven't seen Dello in six months. <laughs> wow. So wow, that's crazy. This is what it is. Yeah. That's the world we live in now, which is, it sucks. I'm always just put it out there. It absolutely sucks and I hate it, but you know, but again, going back to the point though, that it, it's still worth waiting for, you know, and it, you know, if it does take you guys a little bit of time to get it, then I, I think people will understand that. I don't think that people have a, a, a problem with that. And it, for those of the people that are looking to order a gun, you know, especially for this hunting season, um, pick up the phone or send, send that email right now. Cause uh hunting season will be yeah. here before we know it. Yep. The sooner, the better. Yeah. You know, even with muzzle brick jobs, you know, that kind of stuff. A lot of guys like to wait until right before hunting. He's hey, can you do this? It's like, hey, man, nope. we like to hunt too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Business shuts down from August to October. You just, right. Everybody needs to know that. Right. Oh, shoot. Yeah, fun stuff. It is. I'm jealous. I, I, I am jealous of what you guys do. I wish I had the skills that you guys have to be able to do something like that. It's a it's a cool thing, and I appreciate you guys doing it. I appreciate you coming on the, on the podcast, sharing some of this information with us and our and our listeners. I mean, everybody loves these, these these custom guns and are excited about them. And I know, you know, so many people that want one. And so I'm glad to get in contact with you guys and hopefully we can start, you know, funneling more people your way. So uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, and end this, but I appreciate, again, appreciate you guys jumping on. Um, good luck in the, in the future. Let's stay in touch. I've got a lot of, like I said, personal questions that I want to ask you. I'm sure Seth does as well, but appreciate you guys being on. Yeah, just reach out to us. No, no problem, man. It was great. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate you guys coming on. It's been awesome.